Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, one and all, to the Storybox podcast, the place to be if you are a lover of stories. My name is Jay Fanson, former real estate agent, now living my purpose, sharing amazing stories from people all over the world. I'm grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. My friends, welcome back to Storybox Podcast. I hope you are all doing well and keeping safe. This episode is going to really, really challenge and impact a lot of you because it did me. Uh, my next guest is Gina Altas. She's been on one hell of a journey uh, the last couple of years. It seems like she has been thrown many, many different curveballs health-wise with her family. And her son is struggling with the biggest health issue of them all, which is Hersprung's disease. It's a birth defect. This disorder is characterized by the absence of particular nerve cells. It involves uh, particular muscles, part of the large intestine, the colon. It's present at birth. It causes difficulty passing stools. The main sy- sy- symptoms is a newborn's failure to have a bowel movement within 24, 48 hours sorry, after birth. Um, their other symptoms include a swollen stomach, vomiting, surgeries required to bypass uh, the affected part of the colon or remove it entirely. And really there's no cure for this. Uh, and it's really heartbreaking to hear Gina's story, but she's incredibly positive and you're going to hear that come across in her story, even though despite what she's gone through over the last years, even though her husband had cancer, she had an illness as well, her son dealing with all these uh, obstacles, she still remained positive because she's a woman of faith. And we dive into her story today, unbox all the things that she's been through. And I really believe that um, you're going to be touched by her story. She started a charity uh, called Help for Hirschsprungs. And honestly, it'd be absolutely incredible for you guys to do your part, share this around. She's had celebrities, Australian celebrities, uh, promote this uh, amazing charity. She's doing it all pretty much by herself. And I think that is admirable. So make sure that you please share this episode around. If you do get something from it, leave a positive rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Go send uh, Gina a message on Instagram, help for her sprungs, and just let her know that we're thinking of you, uh, we're praying for you, and you can get through this every single day. 
Um, but your support is greatly needed during this period of time. Um, so thank you guys so much for doing that and for all your support for growing the story box. With that all being said, my friends, let's dive into the story box and hear Gina Altas's story. My first son, who's 11, he was born with this disease and he was diagnosed at three days old, had life-saving surgery, was in and out of hospital, probably didn't come home till he was four months old, but in and out of hospital for the first 15 months of his life. Mm. And that first 15 months was just terrible. So, you know, he he had, you know, 30% of his bowel cut out and reattached but he was, you know, he had all these other issues where, you know, he he had a heart murmur. He had, he was allergic to, to my breast milk, so all dairy, all soy. We had explosives um, once he was able to. So I'll explain what the disease is first. So Hirschsprung's disease is a, is a congenital bowel disease. So when a baby is born, they should pass this black poo, which is called meconium. Mm. It's like the first poo every baby does. If a baby doesn't pass that in the first 24 to 48 hours, something's wrong. So by day three, George still hadn't done a poo. His stomach was like a football. He was yellow and he just wouldn't stop vomiting bile. So we, he, he just was crying day and night. So when the paediatrician came and saw him, he, he knew straight away something was wrong, took us to the special nursery, and then they just started testing from there. So mm. what happens is when the baby's being formed in the uterus, in the first three months, everything's formed, you know, from your mouth and then it's, you know, all the nerves slowly keep developing all the way to the end to your anus. It doesn't make it all the way down with children with Hirschsprungs. And some children, it's it's a section of the larger bowel. Um, some children, it's the whole large bowel and some of the small intestine. And for some kids, it can actually be a top to bottom problem. So even though George had 30% of his bowel completely dead, the rest of the bowel that he's got and his stomach and his esophagus all have issues. So he his bowel that he's got left works but doesn't work like yours and mine. Mm. His stomach is not fully formed, so food goes all the way up his esophagus. The end of his esophagus has no sphincter. So just like Uranus, you have a sphincter, so you can keep everything in. It's the same with your esophagus. So George, if he just bends forward, he will vomit. So he can't, you know, go on a trampoline. He sleeps on a on a medical bed, so he sleeps upright every night and he's on lots of medication for that. Um, so, and George is one of the good stories. <laughs> so that's how extreme it can be. And in when they're first born, because they don't poo, it can create this really bad infection, which is called um, necrotizing enterocolitis, mm. and that's fatal. So a baby can actually die in that period if the infection is not treated. So thankfully he didn't, but, it, yeah, it's just a horrible, a horrible disease, and it's lifelong. So, yes, you can have operation to correct it. Some children will have a colostomy bag. Um, George, my son, he doesn't have a colostomy bag, but he has a little hole on his stomach and every night we put a catheter in there. It's connected to a feed bag and we manually flush his bowels and he'll sit on the toilet for an hour and that's how we manage him and he's been doing that. He's been doing that now for about two and a half years. So, yeah, we, we, we were told that's forever, but I believe, you know, he's getting better and we are now able to cut one day out. We're trying to see if we can stop it because we have a lot of accidents even with the hole because it's connected to your bowel, so you get feces come out of there. He's wearing a top and poo's coming out. It's just, it's not, 
a quality of life. But he he needed that because of the way he was before. So we had a couple of years. So George, back to the surgery, had the surgery, corrected his bowels. When he was able to poo, he was pooing maybe 30 to 40 poos a day to the point where he had no skin on his butt cheeks all the way from his anus. So every time he would wee or poo, it was constant screaming. So the only way to treat that was after, you know, 30 different creams was the Band-Aid spray. So we'd spray that, hold his butt cheeks open while he's screaming his purple, then fan it, and that would give us at least two days so that the skin would heal. And that was just constant, constant, as well as dilating his bottom three times a day with a metal rod till it was two. Um, and, you know, every time we fed him, we'd have to feed the same meal three times, constantly vomiting, you know, he was just always sick. He was on medication and seeing a lot of specialists every week until probably he was about five. And then we slowly, he was stabilising and he started kindergarten. He was, he was to, to us, we thought he was normal because he was on nothing. Mm. No medication. He was pooing like we thought normal. Um, and then... Three and a half years ago, so he he had, I'd say he had about three years where he was okay or two and a half years. He was having extreme pain again, couldn't wipe himself clean, constantly regurgitating, constantly in pain. And we didn't think anything of it because we thought we're healed, he's fine. We just went back to the doctor. We thought we'll just get some laxatives, we'll be on our way. His specialist read through about 25 symptoms and George had every single one. He goes, your son is actually starving to death. He's, he's so sick. He had ulcers from the beginning of his mouth all the way down to his small intestine. And the doctor explained it like, George, he's got about two years' worth of pooing in and his insides are like putting your hand in hydrochloric acid. So every time he eats, the skin touches, he's burning. And that's when we started our journey and I thought, why, why, why didn't we know this? Mm. You know, like I need to do something. And at, in the beginning, I just thought I'll put some toiletry kits together and, and donate them so that other kids are, that are on all this medication they put George on can go to school because he was home for he was home for a whole term because he was pooing thirty times a day. I couldn't send him to school, so I made up these toiletry kits which just had underwear and wipes, and I put one post out on my social media three and a half years ago, and to this day I still have wipes and underwear. And then the charity snowballed from there. While I'm still caring for him and treating him, I'm running the charity and doing it all on my own, hand-packing every bag myself, making my own tags, physically dropping them off. And then I thought after a while, like, this is this only caters to one, you know, side of this disease. A lot of these kids have a stoma. I didn't have the funds because I'd just do, like, a little fundraiser and work with what I had and was using my own money, which I still do. I created a bear, which is called the Buddy Bear, and it has a little stoma. Now, for two years I was hand-making these until I raised enough money to get them manufactured. So this is like a miracle. And I donate these to all children suffering with bowel disease and I send them um, all the way around Australia. And we also donate um, $1,000 every month to the bowel clinic at Sydney Children's Hospital. And, and I guess I just try and do whatever I can wherever I can. Um, but it's also affected me. I'm still recovering from Bell's palsy. So you probably noticed I have a little bit of a lip problem, but yeah, last year 
my husband, um, he was diagnosed with cancer and I was running an event and caring for George and then my whole left side of my face just went. But we're still going, we're still positive, we're still trying to make a difference um, and that's our story. It's basically a one-man band or a one-mum band and I work from home and everybody helps and um, I don't get paid. We do, we do this all for free and we just try and give back and create some awareness, shed light on this disease and, um, yeah, it's, it's basically become my life. I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell by the look on my face, but I am, I am speechless. Um, that doesn't happen very often, but to tell you the truth, ah, uh, my goodness, you guys have been through the ringer. We've been through a lot. Yeah. But we're still positive and we do believe that, you know, there's always purpose in your pain. I'm, I'm sorry. Where does that positivity come from? On oh, my faith, I'm very religious, so you know I'm, I'm Christian, and um, I, I, I believe you know God gives me my strength. And I guess with every burden, there's a blessing, and with every blessing, there's a burden. And like I said, you know, there's always purpose in your pain. I mean, I had a few breakdowns during this. I, I was on medication when George was having his surgery. I still remember the nurse saying to me, "Oh, wow, you're so chilled out." And I'm like. I'm on 200 milligrams of Zoloft and Rhino would be chilled out because it's hard. Mm. It was really hard. Um, but, you know, that, that didn't last long. So I had to do things for myself and you can't stop. Mm. You can't fall apart, at least not in front of your children. Yeah. And then I, I think, you know, well, if I stop, there's really nothing else for our families. And the biggest thing for me is I don't want my son to remember this terrible time in his life, I'd rather him remember all these amazing events we hold and all this fun stuff that we do and giving back and, hey, you know, you're chosen. You're okay. You're going to be healed. And I, I, I don't even look at my son like he's sick. Mm. I, I think he's okay. There's always worse. You know, when, when you're in it, you, you actually see so much and you think, wow, thank God. Thank yeah. God we're okay. <laughs> but when I tell my story to somebody, I, I guess I get the same reaction that I'm getting from you. I think what's amazing me the most is that, you know, I haven't shared any of my story and I can relate to the pain aspect. I can relate to having to go through all these trials and you, how your faith has been able to be there for you, has been a comfort to you. And I am personally, I'm a Christian as well. So I know firsthand, you know, love the, that. the level of, positivity that it doesn't come from your situation or your circumstances it really comes from god and just looking at him and, and saying look i need your help i can't do this alone that's you know, right so people always say to me how do you do it and i always say it's god so after my husband was diagnosed with cancer we were in the middle of changing you know our shirts and the only bible passage that got me through was um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. So that's the Bible passage on my charity shirts. So it's right at the top. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, yeah, my faith is everything. The first Bible passage we put on there was John 3.16 and I was like, you know what? If this is the end of the charity, I'm going out with a bang because I know as soon as you start to preach a little bit, people run. Um, but it didn't. It actually exploded. <laughs> and so, yeah, I continue to share my faith and I think 
hey, if I can help a family, I mean, we would visit a family and they ask me, how do you do, what do you do? And I say, you know, don't, there's, there's many facts. Mm. The doctors can tell you many, many facts, but there's only one truth. Yeah. So I, I can't listen to everything they say because I'd be in a hole dead. Mm. That, they can say all these things to me, that's fine, but there's only one truth and, you know, that's what I live by. I it's not always easy, I'm not always smiling. <laughs> no, but, you know. you're doing such an amazing job and I think running a charity is no easy feat either. And I think what exactly. you've been able to do, looking after George, and you said that George is not the worst case either. No. I mean, there's other people out there and you're right, it can be worse. But looking at your situation and looking at everything you've gone through and just being grateful for what you do have and smiling, being as positive as you can be because that is going to affect other people. I mean, it's affected me in a good way. It's made me feel inspired that, you know, my life's not terrible. You know, everything that I went through, that's nothing compared to what you went through. You know, there's always, you know, I, I don't want to focus and take the spotlight from you, but, you know, I, I understand having been hospitalized more times than I can ever imagine the pain that you go through and always thinking in the back of your mind sometimes, why? You know, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to, but then it, what happened to me, something amazing is I would always look at other people and then I noticed that they'd be still smiling and they'd be 10 times worse than what I was. We think, why is that person more happy than I am? And yet I'm, I'm complaining. Like I've got nothing to complain about. So I think your example and your story is, is something that a lot of people need to hear. Is this your oh, first thanks. podcast? Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> that is incredible. Cause I just saw it across your page. I think I, I follow Nadine and I think I saw it on Nadine's page. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? I'll have a look. And then I just, I don't know, I thought, uh, you must have posted something you tagged me and I was like, I'm, 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 I'm just going to message. Mm. I like that because I have a, a philosophy in life. If you don't ask, you don't get. That came from my grand, grandfather. And if it's one thing that I've learned doing all this, meeting amazing people like yourself, is that if you never ask, you never truly know. And That's right. I'm and what's the worst thing that can happen? You could say, no, ignore me. We move on. I'm not and if it's not, it's not meant to be, you know? Yeah. I'm always amazed at how God brings the, thing, the people that you need in your life when, yeah. you, when you least expect it. And yeah. I, had, I had no idea you were, you were a Christian either. Like that's. I'm not a Christian. <laughs> to the point where my husband's like, oh, my God, turn that off. <laughs> he goes, what is this? But I'm like, you know what? I'm happy because of it, you know? I'm sorry, I can't change. You, you should be more like this. And so he's, he listens more. I mean, my husband's Greek Orthodox, mm. and he's, I'd say, slowly getting there. Yeah, that's all right. It's <laughs> that's like, okay. It's, it's a seed. It'll grow. Yeah, 100%. Just allow God to do the work. And I was having a conversation with someone this morning. He's actually a Christian as well. We had an amazing, deep conversation just honouring God, and I felt so blessed. After speaking wow. to him, um, I love that. It was I didn't even know as well. Like 
we just start talking and all of a sudden he mentioned his faith and I'm like, let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> this, is, this is great. I love that. Yeah, and I have been praying for more godly people to come into my life, you know, and I want the right people around me. And um, even with the charity, I've had so many times where I think, oh, I'm just going to stop. But if it's God's work, I'll do it. If that's what he wants for me, that's fine. I'll do it. I know that he'll give me the provision for it. He will send the help. Mm. I make everything up along as I go, you know, and everyone's like, oh, how do you get this person to help you? How do you this? And I'm like, it's God. I'm nobody. I don't have any experience in this. Mm. I was working in retail when George got sick again and, I, you know, he had one surgery, then another surgery. He's had about five in the last three and a half years. And then I was like, look, I, I, I don't think I'm coming back to work. He just doesn't seem to be getting better. Mm. And now I'm doing some charity work and it's all I can really take on right now in between George. Yeah. So, but God has a plan. He had a plan all along. I think, you know, that's that's the main thing. I think ask. He's got a plan now. Yeah, ask and you, if you don't ask, like ask God because God knows exactly what we need and it's always in his timing, never ours. You know, we Amen. can always get impatient because we think that nothing's ever happening but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And that God's right. always, always working and, and if it's, you're a living testament of that. I'm a living testament of that. And I think people that are listening to this need to understand that it's not us. It's never been about us. It's always yeah. about it's always about God. Our and I always too, yeah, sorry I don't want to cut you off. I always say, um, you know, let them see you through me. And that was my main prayer when my husband got sick. A lot of people following the charity didn't even know my husband had cancer until his one year scan. Okay. I just, yeah, we just, I don't know. I think for me sometimes denial helps as well, you know, just if, if I don't say it, then it's not really there. And that was what got me through. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and let every person that comes and sees us through this difficult time see you through me. If that's all I can do, then I'm happy with that. Yeah. And we got through it. Mm. And he's doing all right. He's had his second year scan and we're doing well and, we, you know, praise God and, and that's all you can do. And the other thing too is I'm slowly learning um, our fuse carries enough just for today's worries. So okay. if we put tomorrow's worries on that fuse, it's going to blow. Mm. I'm still learning, you know, I'm learning that. It's hard not to focus on the what ifs, you know, yeah. like because they're so they're very apparent, they're very real in our life. And I always say to people, but try and focus all your attention on the what is, what is now, what can I control at the moment? What can I focus on right now that is going to bring me to a place of, of happiness and joy, contentment, fulfillment, the whole bit, go to God. That's what is right now. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Go to him today and say to him, look, I need your help today because I'm struggling. I need, I need your strength and he'll give it to you. There's been times where I've felt, super weak, like I can't do this. And then all of a sudden I've said a simple prayer and then I've, I've, I haven't known it at the time, but other people have been praying for me at the same, same moment. And you just feel this sense of upliftment and, and joy and like iron sharpeners iron, like so does, so does the countenance of, of, of a good friend, someone that is actually there for you at the same time, building each other up, telling you you can do something, you can do it but it's through God as well. You know, God uses people to speak through him, 
like through. Absolutely. It's such an amazing thing. And, and I always say to the young people, don't focus on the what if, what, what if because it hasn't even happened yet. So why are you worrying about it? It's always right. good to be mindful of it. But there's a difference between being mindful of something and actually thinking it's going to happen. Yeah. So when you ever have a thought in your life currently, stop it and say, put it to the side. Or better yet, give it over to God and say, look, I'm thinking about this. Mm. I need your help. Get rid of it out of my brain. And he will. Like, it's an amazing thing. It, it's real. Like, it's not a cliche. It's, yeah. it's the truth. Yeah. I think he catches what passed. Uh, this is my, this is my <laughs> dog. Oh, okay. I saw something black walk past. My dog is a German Shepherd. She's, uh, oh. we named her Alita, Alita Joy. And oh, wonderful. Stands for Little Wings One. Wow. Yeah. So she's, um, yeah, she's, she's big. I saw the top and I thought, is that a cat walking on a table? <laughs> she just, she just doesn't care. She walks in, she makes herself present and known. That's it. And hey, she 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 probably heard your message. <laughs> probably, you never know. Like, please. you definitely have a gift with your words. I have to say, like, I I'm even feeling a message coming through you while you're speaking. So, thank you for that. No, honestly, like I'm I'm blessed to be able to speak to you. I'm blessed by oh, you. what you what you're doing. And I don't say that lightly because I know at any given time this could go. At a blink of an eye, you know, I'm not guaranteed of a tomorrow, so I may as well thank God for today, be grateful, because that's my choice. And I always say to people as well that gratitude is the only emotion that you can choose to turn on and off whenever you want. So make the choice to turn it on all the time because you'll, know, you'll notice a massive change in your life. doesn't matter what you're going through. It, if you focus on, on being grateful for what you do have, you'll notice a change, not just in yourself but other people. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> so, I'm serious. I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that I'm having this podcast talk with you and that, you know, you're also Christian. You can see my point of view and you understand, you know, the struggle because mm. it's a struggle. God never says that. The Christian walk is never going to be easy. You never, oh, no. but he always promises that. It's hard where you are, yeah. Once you're a Christian, it, the, 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 it gets harder and harder. And that's the other thing I always say: like we're stable now, we're good. You know, we got through it. But you know, you, you don't know what else is going to come. Mm. We don't know, but whatever God wants, there's always a purpose in it. And I, like you said, you know. I've gone through things and I've been like, why, why, why? But at the right time, God has given me revelation to why. And, I, you know, for some things it's taken 10 years. But I get it, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, a passage I read five years ago, when I read it now, it's, it has a complete different meaning. Yeah. Complete different meaning. Mm. I, I feel like there's layers. I, I can't explain it probably sound crazy to people but that's that's how I feel I feel like I've gotten stronger in my faith and the bigger your problems the closer you are to God because you pray harder 
you you worship you you really really get in there and and that's I, th- I think that's what's happened to me even though it's been a terrible three and a half years it's also been the best thing that's ever happened to me because I'm a different person now and I don't think I'd be where I am with my faith or have the relationship I have with God and Jesus if I didn't go through these last three and a half years. I just wouldn't. I know it for sure because it's the only thing that got me on my knees. Mm. You know, take it, whatever you want. Like I can't, I cannot, I cannot do this on my own. Mm. So I know when things are happening, it's in God's strength and God is making these things work. And I just say, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. And whatever, whatever happens in the charity, I always say too, you know, I don't want my ego to to get in the way and I don't want I don't want to get caught up in, in, in you know, the, the glitz and the glamour of anything. It's God's work. Whatever he wants, let that shine through. And when he doesn't want me to do it anymore, I'm happy with, with it. I'll be at peace if it ended, whenever it ended, because I know it's it's his work, not mine. I'm just I'm just grateful he chose me. God often chooses people that are broken. Oh yes. <laughs> you look at the, you look at the trend all throughout the Bible. You know, he used David, he used Joseph, he used Paul as well. He used all these characters in the Bible for his work. And look at what they did. They changed the world for him, for his name's sake. Yes. They ha- they God also- qualified. He qualifies the chosen. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that saying. I always say, you know, God doesn't choose the qualified. He'll qualify the chosen. Mm. There was a, a podcast I was actually listening to this morning. I had to write this down. And you touched on it quite well, the ego aspect. And the, the speaker this morning said, ego is basically easing God out of our life. And I was like, I have to write this down. That That is the best definition of ego I've ever heard in my life. You know, like it's so true. Yeah. We can, and what I've noticed in my life is the one of the biggest things and one of the most valuable sayings that I ever came up with was in failure, in challenges, in struggles, you learn one of life's most valuable lessons, which is humility. Humility is grounding. It's just knowing that you are human. It's like, I'm no better than anybody else on this earth. God made me for a purpose and made me for a reason. I may not know what that is yet, but I'm working towards as best I can to help as many people as I can. I know my, my number one purpose in my life is to help people. Yeah. Best I can. And what what you're doing right now, Gina is, helping people with your story, but you're also pointing them to Christ. And that is more valuable. That is the most valuable thing that you can share. I mean that. Like I I honestly, God is my witness, the truth. I mean every word. And I think what this charity is, everything about it, I think the reason why God is blessing it is because of, your attitude towards him and he also, mm-hmm. he, I don't think he, he likes seeing 
his children suffer. Yeah. He, you know, he, he, he allows us to go through suffering and, and pain, but that's yeah. all to bring us closer to him. I think you said Amen. that perfectly. Yeah. But also for George, he doesn't want him to suffer. No, I know. He wants him to not suffer. He's reminding him. Yeah. He's saying, look, George, I put this in, in your, it's like uh, Paul, he had, we don't know what it was, but he had a thorn in his, in his flesh that would bug him. And the, ma- the amount of times he asked God to take it away from him, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength mm. is made perfect in your weakness. And I was just like. Yes, amen. It's, I was actually speaking about something like that yesterday to my sister. I was saying, you know, for years I prayed, you know, for my situation to change, but God changed me. My situation hasn't changed, but I'm happy. I'm at peace. I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling great. My situation hasn't changed at all, but God changed me. I'm going to ask you as well, how can people get more involved with this charity? How can we spread more awareness of it? We're always looking, you know, for people to get involved, whether it be just raising awareness or helping, you know, with volunteering or if we have an event on, get involved any way you can, you know, buy a ticket, attend, donate, share. And all you have to do is you can contact me through Instagram, you can contact me through the website on the contact us page, and we'll just get back to you. Mm. All the help, the better. Her, her Sprung is on, is that the name of it on Instagram? Yeah, Help for Her Sprung Disease. Help for Her Sprung. And you've got some pretty well-known people on there, I've noticed. I just try and approach whoever I can um, to use their platform to raise awareness. And a lot of people then find us through those pages. Mm. So people contact me like, oh, I saw so-and-so from Maths or so-and-so from wherever and I, I can't believe, you know, there's actually a charity for Hirschsprungs. I had Hirschsprungs or my, my daughter had Hirschsprungs and I get people messaging me all the time, their stories, mm. you know. I send them a bear and a care pack and we just have a chat. It's just, Sometimes you just need to connect with someone. I mean, George never met anybody with this disease until the charity right. was actually established. He was like, I've never met anybody before. I hadn't. And you do, you need to speak to other people who get you, get your story. You need that comfort. You're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saving the world, but I'm providing some help and some support, some community. Whatever I can. I mean, I'm at a point now where it's like, well, we achieved the goal with the bear. We achieved the goal with, you know, supporting the hospitals. We're still supporting them. You know, what what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? I, I don't, I always leave it up to God. And then out of nowhere, an idea will come. And I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. I don't like this part because it means, sadly, we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, Please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. 
And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it'll go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Fansom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.